welcome to Ringside Chaos, the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. The only professional wrestling podcast in the world where pro wrestling is discussed passionately, with confidence, with great knowledge, and most of all, in the most sophisticated way. So brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, because chaos is about to be unleashed. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ringside Chaos, the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast and Paint Train Pipe Bomb Productions. Of course, I am Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas. And judging from the fact that you saw the title of the name of this episode, I already suspect that you know what I want to talk about. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The 2005 Royal Rumble. But most specifically, what happened to the one and only Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Well, as everybody knows, the finish of the match, of the Royal Rumble match, was quite botched. Although, as much of a botch that it was, and as much of a unique and very infamous moment in professional history that it was, it is beyond interesting, quite frankly. And as a matter of fact, it's quite historic. And I should stress the fact that it's beyond historic in just simply professional wrestling, but quite frankly, many would strongly insist that the moment Vince McMahon tore both of his quads in the 2005 Royal Rumble, it is a well-known infamous moment and historic moment in sports overall. I'll be honest with you, I cannot tell you how many times I have seen wrestling fans talk about Vince McMahon tearing his quads, but the interesting part is, Many wrestlers and many sports res- uh, uh, professional wrestling figures have actually given comments about the incident. Edge talked about it. Kurt Angle talked about it on his show, The Kurt Angle Show. Bruce Pritchard on Something to Wrestle. I wouldn't be surprised if Jim Cornette talked about it on, the, on his show, The Jim Cornette Experience. You know, <laughs> a lot of people have given comment. I mean, people in the business, you know, in the, in the fan base... Oh, yeah, I've never really given my full thoughts on the whole situation, so that's why I'm here today. Now, first things first, I should mention, when I first saw the, the Royal Rumble match in 2005, when I was um, 12 years old, I saw it on pay-per-view at a friend's house. Now, little did I know that Vince McMahon coming on this whole thing, little did I know that it was 100% legitimate. Like, it was not on the script, it, this was not Vince putting on an act, it was all real because at the time since I did not know much I didn't have any insight on the behind the scenes of, pro- of professional wrestling what was going on you know backstage so to speak back then I really honestly believed that the, 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 the way Batista and John Cena fell out I thought it was all on the script Vince McMahon coming out angry you know ripping off his jacket throwing it on the ground the same way an angry Mr. McMahon would do on live television in character I honestly believe that it was all part of it and like that. And it was not until probably, oh, I don't know, six years later, maybe when I was 18 years old, when I learned the God's honest truth. Now, when I was 12 years old, I had no idea that there was, you know, dirt sheets. I didn't know that you can literally go on the internet and find 
leaked results or leaked classified information as it regards to you know the booking and the creative direction of World Wrestling Entertainment. So for so long, I always thought that it was all part of the script. It was all part of the show. Now, when I was 18, that's when I first heard that Vince McMahon tore his quads at the Royal Rumble. And I wasn't told right away which one it was. But I thought to myself, huh... I do remember in 2005 when Vince came in and he slid, got up and then fell back down and apparently could not get up and was screaming at the guys while sitting down. So that kind of told me, hmm, yeah, there was something funny about that. But for all these years, I thought it was all in the script. But now all of a sudden, my gut feeling's telling me, no, that is not the case. It was all legitimate. It was real. It was for real. <laughs> oh, boy. And as the years went on, it became more clear that Vince McMahon had indeed legitimately torn both of his quads. So, how ironic it is. One botch in professional wrestling resulted in two fully turned quads for the chairman of the board, Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So, about the botch itself. So, as we know, Batista and John Cena... 2005 was really beginning was was really the beginning of their main event runs. Now John Cena and Batista had already been one, around for a while, as you know Batista was on the verge of turning on Evolution and, be, and starting his run as a babyface and becoming the main event. And John Cena was basically on his way to the top. Like John Cena was already over, as was Batista. So it was at the time that their first major push was just getting started. So, so, so they're, they're the final two. Now, as we know, Batista puts picks up John to deliver the Batista bomb. But as strong as as Batista was, you know, even a, a big guy like John Cena, sometimes you know it's hard, you know, be able to to, to to capitalize on it. So he puts him in the position, but they start going backwards. They go over the rope, and somehow, some way, by some freak of luck, they somehow hit the floor simultaneously I mean look at it how many times have, I've seen the replay so many times every wrestling fan that I've spoken about this particular incident they've watched it time and time again they've even tried it from different frames from extremely slow motion if that's even possible but it doesn't matter every single angle how the speed whatever it's clear they hit at the exact time how the hell did that happen how the heck did they manage to hit at the exact same moment? Honestly, and it was an act of God. Sometimes I will say that maybe, maybe, just maybe, God briefly became a fan of professional wrestling. And to take a step further, maybe God briefly decided to step in in the creative direction of wrestling and somehow save the show. Now... I've done a lot of research, and one source did indicate that I believe, and this is what I believe, I mean, from reading what I read, that I believe, but they were supposed to initially fall like that, but Batista, I believe, was supposed to grab the rope and hold on while John Cena was to fall to the floor. So that's similar to the finish of the 2000 Royal Rumble, when the Big Show had the rock on his shoulder like, like this, we all remember it. He, you know, does that, points to each direction. You know, Big Show was being the arrogant heel that he was. So, he's about to throw the rock over. The rock grabbed the robes and Big Show fell out. So, something a little similar to that. Now, it's never been 
I don't think it's ever been really proven that that's how it was supposed to, to go. But I read somewhere that Batista was supposed to grab the rope, hold on, and Johnson was supposed to fall out. And, and that's how it was because Batista was booked to win the match. And again, as we know, as we just went over, it didn't turn out that way. They both fell, and again, they both went over the rope and, and hit the floor simultaneously. So all of a sudden, there's massive confusion. I mean, even... I would imagine, you know, my, uh, Taz and Jim Ross were actually doing commentary for that match. Now, whether or not they knew that uh, what the finish was supposed to be, that I'm not entirely sure. But we, what we do know is, is that the referees, were, now the Raw referees are saying Batista won, while the SmackDown referees are saying John Cena won. So clearly the referees basically improvised immediately. They basically called an audible. And sometimes in professional wrestling, that has to be done. So that briefly goes on, then all of a sudden, Vince McMahon, you see him basically storming down the, uh, down the walkway, you know, ripping off his jacket, throwing it on the ground, and I, I swear that he, he did something like this, like, you know, the, like this wrestling, like, gesture, like, throw him over the top rope, but you could tell Vince was mad. Now, again, the way, he, sometimes, sometimes I believe that as, leg, even though Vince was legitimately angry, because, again, the, the whole botch... I think that at the same time, he was kind of basically improvising as well, trying to be in the Mr. McMahon character. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, he, if, if that was the case. But again, even if Vince McMahon was slightly in character, Vince was legitimately angry because this was not how he wanted the match to finish. So if, if Vince sees something go horribly wrong, Vince will get angry. And Vince is not going to let it slide. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because if something bad happens... You can be sure that somebody is going to hear the two famous words that Vince is known for saying. Okay? <laughs> we all know what that is. You're fired! <laughs> I'll never be able to do this quite as good as him, but... Anyway. So now we get to the point exactly... Like, I've tried to basically map out the exact moment that Vince tore one quad before tearing the other. So as we know, so Vince basically is storming on the walk, but then all of a sudden he starts sprinting and he slides under the ring. You can tell, I believe when he was under the ropes, I believe that's when he tore one quad. Because he, if you see his body movement, you can tell. Now he immediately gets up and then falls right back down. But you see how when he falls down, you see his leg buckle. So I believe that's when he tore the second quad. So now he's sitting there and it's course screaming instructions. Now if Vince hadn't gotten hurt... He would have gotten in everybody's face. I mean, Vince McMahon is that kind of boss. Okay? When Vince sees something happening because of incompetence, Vince is not going to have mercy on you. Again, very like... You, you, it'd be a freaking... I mean, you want to talk about a, a freaking... Uh, 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 some luck? You know, a uh, uh, luck from God or an, an act of God that you're not going to get fired? I mean... Or Vince is not going to get in your face? I mean, that would have been the case, but... So Vince is just sitting there and then screaming instructions. And then Howard Finkel, who was the announcer, Howard, the, the late Howard Finkel... Said that Vince that Vince had ordered the match restarted. So, so then after that, Batista uh, delivers a uh, a spinebuster, uh, an Arn Anderson spinebuster to Cena, and then, then tosses him out. So now, now keep in mind, but while Vince McMahon is screaming to the refs and everybody, I think at, at first you know jo Batista threw out John Cena, and then John Cena came back and threw Batista out. I mean, I don't know. I I think. Part of me believes that Batista and John Cena were just kind of stalling to keep the fans entertained while they were figuring it out. Figuring it out excuse me. I mean, a lot of things were happening. I mean, I'm pretty sure Batista and John Cena could tell a lot of stories about what happened that particular night and what they did and why it happened. I mean, 
There's a lot to there's a lot to the story. I mean, there's probably a lot that I can give you because a lot of the story is probably not even available on the internet because a lot of people just don't want to talk about it because you know maybe I don't know. I don't know. I can just give you my perspective, and that's what I'm here for. So Batista wins, and then there's that, and now we get to uh, the, this is what I learned from Edge. I think uh, it's on YouTube. Like I think it's called the Inside the Ropes podcast or something. It, it's in the UK. So Edge tells his story that you know after he gets eliminated from the Royal Rumble, he's he's getting up and starting to walk towards the back, and then he sees he saw he mentions. He saw Batista and John Cena hit the floor at the same time. And he, he even said that his reaction was, and I quote, Oh, shit. Yeah. Because I imagine Edge knew the finish. Because if he was the third last competitor thrown out, I would imagine that by then, you know, because he had been in the company for so long, that he would have he was aware of the finish. You know, you know what? I, I shouldn't mention, when you, see, when you first get that, that shot of Vince McMahon storming down the walkway... You see Edge still, you know, walking back up the ramp. So Edge says that, you know, as he was walking, you know, back to the to the back, he, he sees Vince storming out, and Edge even compliments Vince. Like he mentions how Vince Vince was power walk. That one was not the simple power walk that we see him doing. Like he has his regular power walk, but Vince has a power walk that he does when he's really irritated. So, so Edge mentioned that you know he he got back you know through the curtain and, and was you know what what they call the gorilla position in pro wrestling. If I'm correct, I, I mean, I, I obviously I know what the gorilla position is in in the, in the terms of pro wrestling, but some people have described it in a different way. But I think the gorilla position is, is where like when somebody is in a position, they're right next to that curtain. You go through that curtain, then you're out on live television. You're on the way to the ring, like you're on live TV. I think that's yeah, that's what it's known. So Edge mentions he gets back through the curtain, and then there's the TV screens, and he sees Vince, you know, sitting there screaming instructions. And then, and then Edge basically mentions, you know, he went back to the dressing room, and then, and then he was told that, well, he he said, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> he said that wrestlers in the dressing room were told to not go in the hallway they, to to make room for for Vince because, according to Edge, and you know, Bruce Pritchard said this too, and even Kurt Angle. I mean, everybody that has spoken about this, they all said the same thing that Vince refused assistance, walked on his own from the ring, back to the gorilla position, into his limo, all on his own. Refused help. It doesn't surprise me because Vince McMahon is one tough SOB. I mean, to say that Vince McMahon is a tough SOB is an understatement. And we're not just talking about physical. I mean, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, Vince McMahon is one strong dude. And to run a worldwide international wrestling promotion, huh, you gotta be extremely tough. There's a lot of things about Vince. I mean, everybody says how Vince does not sleep. Everybody thought that was just an exaggeration. No, it was true. Now, Vince obviously does. I mean, he, he, I mean, he probably gets sleep maybe once every four days or so. At least I was back when he was running the company at the time. I mean, I'm not sure how, how it is at this point of his age. But, I mean, Vince sacrificed a lot for the greater good for the sake of his business. You know, some people would say sometimes Vince was just business first. Like, Vince did not care about his torn quads from one moment. He was trying to save the show, which I respect. But there's even a story that, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't really go through it. It, it, it involves Shane McMahon. Now, I know that Shane McMahon was obviously there, you know, behind the scenes. This was before Shane returned to live television for that feud with Shawn Michaels, which eventually escalated to that feud with D-Generation X, which was, you know, a year later. 
But we actually didn't see Shane back on television until a year later at the 2006 Royal Rumble. So, and one source said that Vince did not immediately go to the hospital or, or as, or as I should say, <clears throat> a medical facility. Because, you know, from what I'm told, Vince McMahon does not want people saying hospital on live, t on the air. They, he, he wants, he wants, he wants to use the term medical facility. I don't exactly know why, but you know what? Medical facility does, doesn't sound so bad. I mean, it sounds, it sounds cooler. I'll be honest. It does sound a bit cooler. But from what I understand, that Vince just, without any help, refused help, walked on his own, you know, back to the gorilla position. Because as we know, when Vince is there, like Vince is basically on a on a monitor with probably the head, the, the top producer. He's got the headset. And he's and he's examining and he's you know seeing what's going on, make sure that everything's done correctly. So Vince probably got back on it, put the headset, and then the match was over. He got up and then went to his limo and then. And from, from what I'm told is, he didn't go to a medical center nearby, because th this show was in Fresno, California. A source said that a writer, somebody that worked in, in top management in WWE from 96 to 2011, said that he, he, per, he escorted Vince back to his plane, and they flew to Georgia, where Vince went to one of his personal doctors. I would imagine he was... <coughs> excuse me. I would have mentioned that I would uh, I would imagine, excuse me, that I mean, they, I swear to God, he mentioned that it was a doctor in Georgia. I mean, if not that, I, I would imagine in Connecticut or, or in New York, because you know, Stanford, Connecticut, and, and New York are obviously cities that Vince is really close to, because you know, in, in the history of the, of the company. But for Vince to just get back on a plane and, and fly across the country, either from Fresno, California, to Georgia, or to Stanford, Connecticut, or to New York, <laughs> with two torn quads, I mean, could you imagine that pain? Flying across the country with that amount of pain, with two serious, with, with two fully torn quads, huh. you know. And, and it's interesting. A lot of sources even insisted that this was the same injury that Triple H had involving the quads, but Vince McMahon recovered quicker. I mean, that I don't, I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, and but now, now Triple H. Um, well, some would say it's because Triple H wrestles more like that, so may, maybe maybe that's why. I don't know. And this is not to knock Vince McMahon or Triple H. I mean, sometimes I would imagine one particular injury has a different effect on somebody else. I mean, maybe that's the case. I'm no medical expert. I, I don't know. But, obviously, the fact that Vince, you know, obviously, I mean, let's be honest. I would have done the same thing. If I had my own doctor, you know, my own surgeon, and I was across the country and I got hurt, I'd probably do the same thing. No, I want to, if I'm going to get operated on, it's gonna be from somebody that I know, that I know and trust, right? Not that I can't trust anybody else, but you know. Anyway, I mean, Vince, you know, you know, Vince did basically did what he felt was right, and you know, at the end of the day, Vince turned out to be okay. So, oh boy. But it's just amazing. The whole thing was just totally unplanned, and because of that botch, Vince McMahon had to storm into the ring, tear both quads, and, and he saved the show. So Vince McMahon. Sacrifice both of his freaking quads to save the show and and to and to eventually build up the to build up you know the high card of WrestleMania 21, which of course took place in Los Angeles. But man, man, oh man, oh man, the fact that I sit here today and reveal to everybody that for so long I thought that it was a work, I had no idea that it was all legitimate, and when I learned about it and when I saw the facts and I, it got more and more clear. My God, I was so freaking dumbfounded. I mean, I think a lot of us were. Now, a lot of fans have, 
claim that they knew that this was all legit from the beginning. Now I can't say whether they're joking, whether they're joking or they're serious, but doesn't matter how we felt about it then. But for now, we know all we how we feel about it, and the fact of the matter is, the whole story within itself, <laughs> no disrespect to Vince, is purely entertainment. But at the end of the day, we applaud Vince because Vince, again, you know, saved the show. As a result, I mean, he tore both quads, but you know what? He did what had to be done. Vince was thinking about the business at the same time. He was thinking about his family, the family of all the wrestlers, and he was thinking about the fans. So Vince was basically being the kind of man that we all love and respect. Vince McMahon was doing what was simply right for business. He compromised, he improvised, he sacrificed. He did what businessmen have to do. He did his job to the best of his ability. He saved the show. He gave us what we wanted to see. Most importantly, he gave the fans who were in attendance or who bought the pay-per-view buy rates, he gave them their money's worth. So Vince McMahon solidified himself as a, as a chairman of WWE that is simply doing what is best for business. And for that, we have to applaud him. But man, but all the stuff about the torn quad and everything, I mean... The, the second time like, when he got up and fell back down, I would imagine that's simply the way he, that's exactly how he tore one of them. But going back to how he tore the first time, like some would say it's when he slid under the rope, or some some people would say it's when he started running because you can tell when he started running, something was not right. But in a way, what we know is he tore his quads. He even admitted he went on the Pat McAfee show, told the story. He's even mentioned how he's had neck surgery. He's had back surgery. He's had tricep surgery. I mean, Vince has gone through a lot. Okay? I mean, ever since 1982, when he took over his dad's company and made it global. Yeah. The hell that Vince McMahon went through for so long. I mean, business-wise, in, in his personal life, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. Vince has gone through everything, and he's always found a way out. But at this state right now, what's going on with his legal issues? Who knows just what the heck is next for Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Man, the day he tore his, both his claws to save the show and, just, and, and, and do a, 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 a sacrifice just for the greater good. My God. Ladies and gentlemen, Ringside Chaos is available on all streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. And please... Don't forget to leave a like and comment on YouTube. Also, please be so kind to please subscribe. And I'd like to know your thoughts on Vince McMahon turning with both his squads. So please leave your thoughts in the comment section. I am super curious to know what you have to say. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very, very much. And God bless.